0: So
1: what could future you do with smarter financial decisions?
0: Compare and find smarter credit
1: cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
0: Grutch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid.
1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why you might choose a one-word theme for the year, and we will reveal our themes, and we'll do a deep dive into listeners' answers about how to show love and support to someone who's far away. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am in New York City, and joining me by the winner of technology today is my sister, Elizabeth Craft, my sister, the sage.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Craft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretchen, I want to announce that tomorrow on Happier in Hollywood, Sarah and I will be sharing a big announcement. Yes. So tune into episode 190 for our announcement.
1: Yes, this is big. So listen to Elizabeth's other podcasts, Happier in Hollywood. And of course, after you make your big reveal there, we will announce next week on this podcast. Yes. And we got an interesting response to our episode 303, Elizabeth,
0: about how to exercise 2020. Yes, this comes from Zippy in Phoenix, who's an upholder. <laughs> My family is going to put together a 2020 time capsule to be opened in 2030. We're going to put things in there that represent 2020 masks, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, etc. plus something to represent the 2020 election as well as the Dodgers winning the World Series. <laughs> My brother is a huge Dodgers fan and whatever else we can think of. We're also going to each write a note or letter about 2020 recapping the year. Talking about the things we've done or not done, the people who have had an impact on the year, Dr. Fauci, RBG, etc. I've asked the kids, I have three adult children and my sister has six children, to write something as well. I told them it can just be a list of who their friends are, what their favorite game is, or even a recalling of 2020 slang. We're going to put it all together and store it in a box in my parents' house. I feel like this is a great way to put 2020 in a box and get it out of the way, both physically and emotionally. I also think that for me, writing something about 2020 will allow me to get my varied thoughts out on paper and put them away as well.
1: I mean, This is a brilliant idea. A, whimsy. I've always loved time capsules. Your processing thing and research shows that, like, writing a narrative helps you come to peace and make sense of things. It's fun. It'll be wonderful to look forward to in 2030. The whole family's involved, so it's like a family project where people are engaging and talking. I think this is a great idea.
0: Great idea. And not
1: that hard, either. No. No, 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 no. All you need is somebody who's willing to put the box in their house. Yeah. So she, she can to her parents' yes. house. Nicely done. Well played. Also, listeners, I want to let you know about a great thing that my old friend Dan Harris of 10% Happier is offering on the 10% Happier meditation app. Um, they're running a New Year's Challenge on improving self-compassion. And the goal of the challenge isn't to use meditation to reinvent yourself but rather to help you develop a better relationship with yourself. So over the course of 21 days, different teachers in the app, including Karamo, the host of Netflix's Queer Eye, Professor Lori Santos, host of the Happiness Lab podcast, who I've interviewed on my site, um, will guide you through a series of meditations designed to help build the resilience you need for making a sustained, healthy change in your life. So you can check that out on the 10% Happier app. Mm,
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. So, Elizabeth, uh, this week, our tried This at Home tip is to choose a one-word theme for the year.
0: This is one of our favorite things to do. We do it every year. Uh, For instance, in episode 254, we chose a one-word theme for 2020. And in episode 201, we talked about 2019. Yeah. So, my words uh, in the
1: past have included upgrade, bigger, lighten up repurpose one of my favorite ones and delegate last year my word was infrastructure
0: and how did you do on infrastructure
1: i did great on infrastructure i really did do a lot for infrastructure so it was a word that really shaped my year and it set me a big goal and i did achieve it so i'm very happy nice how about you
0: Okay, well, past um, choices for me have been free time, style, Hot Wheels. That was the year I got a car. Yeah, Novel, home, control. Uh, number six was one of them. That was very mysterious. Yes. I like that. For 2020, my word was lighter because um, and- I wanted to be both physically lighter and emotionally lighter. I have to say, Gretchen, I think I actually did okay on the emotional part despite COVID. I feel like I sort of embraced that um, because I just sort of realized... There's nothing I can do, so I might as well try to be a pleasant human being. The physical part was not so good. I definitely have fallen prey to the COVID-19. Hopefully it's not quite 19, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Right, right. Well, but 2020 is coming to an end. (laughs) And so we're looking forward to our words for next year. And again, I think this is a great exercise because it really does help us focus on a big idea, kind of really summarize it, crystallize it in a single word. It, it, probably not the first word that comes to your mind. You know, you might take a couple cracks to get it just right. Yeah. And my word is open.
0: Mm, that's a good word. Yes. It's a very positive word. It's a very
1: positive word. It's a free word. I kind of imagined myself waking up my head, breaking the surface, opening up my mind I want to be open to new ideas. Mm -hmm. I want to be open to new ways of working because I'm working. I have more infrastructure now, so I'm going to be working in a different way. I'm going to be getting edits on my book that I've been writing about, Mm -hmm. The Five Senses, and I want to be open to people's criticisms and suggestions I also want to be open to the experiences of other people in different perspectives, in a constant state of curiosity and engagement. Like I think now more than ever, we understand that we all have to be open to each other. And I kind of want to just be open to fleeting impressions and unexpected expositions. You know, I'm working on this book about the body and the five senses. And so I'm really just trying to be open to just noticing these, like, these little flashes That a lot of times I just ignore it because I got to get through my list. So I want to stay open to the unexpected and the fleeting.
0: Well, that's great. I love that.
1: Yeah. So that's my word is open. So Elizabeth, what is your
0: word? Okay. My word is a very un-me word, which is part Mm. of why I like it. I feel like it jolts me out of my state, which is butterfly.
1: Ooh, Ooh, you always are picking these kind of, uh, (laughs) you're getting into a role of doing something kind of enigmatic. Okay. Yes. So what is butterfly? It okay. is not a word I would have expected you to choose. No,
0: I am not a butterfly type of person. No. I really am not. So one thing is I want to be a social butterfly after the vaccine kicks in. I want yeah. to just see people do things, oh, go yeah. out, have fun. And then the other one, um, and this is tied to lighter, is I want to emerge from the cocoon. Well, uh, two kinds of cocoon. I want to emerge from the cocoon of just being home and sort of the inertia of that. Yeah, I feel that, yeah. And then I want to emerge from the cocoon of fat I put around my belly during this time. So I have a lot of emerging to do. You know, and originally, Gretchen, I thought of engage as Uh my word, but Uh I just decided it wasn't fun enough. And I like that butterfly does have whimsy... Yeah, It has beauty to it. Like, I like the idea of doing things to make myself prettier, like wearing makeup and yeah. potentially wearing fun clothes once we're actually seeing people again. And yeah. so I like all that sort of, I don't know, the just the beauty of a butterfly. Well, it's interesting because one of
1: the things I've noticed a lot, and just since I've been studying happiness, is the vocabulary that people choose matters more than you would think. And like... Picking a word that maybe engage, maybe feels kind of work-like yes. in a way, or, you know, we're always talking about it. What's going to get engagement? And so, if it's not striking the right note, I mean, I see this with the happiness project because so many people said to me, Oh, you can't call your book the happiness project because people don't like the idea of a project. It sounds mm. like homework. Whereas I love the idea of a project, right. <laughs> but then I don't like the idea of a journey. And then other people love the metaphor of the journey. Right. And so, again, it's just like it's part of the creativity of choosing the one word theme is really finding the word where you feel like it's just the right word to capture what you want in a way that makes it feel exciting and interesting. And you might say, Gretchen, what about infrastructure? And right. it's like, and yet I craved infrastructure with my whole soul, and the idea of infrastructure was incredibly appealing to me. So, Well, that's who you are. Yes, yes. Also, my husband works in infrastructure. I said to him, <laughs> oh, I did really well in my year of infrastructure. He said, I also had a year of infrastructure, because, like, that literally is his job. Oh, yeah. He he will build a bridge for you. Um <laughs>
0: So I like butterfly. And one reason I also like it is, of course, it's very easy to find representations of a butterfly. So I can get myself, you know, a couple of fun butterfly things to remind myself of the word. Plus, you do see butterfly things all the time. So every time I see a butterfly... I can be reminded of my word. Yeah. But once you've picked a theme, one of the tricks
1: is to keep it uppermost in your mind. And we've heard from listeners who've used screensavers, passwords, dog tags, jewelry, vision boards, bullet journals, all kinds of things to sort of keep that theme uppermost in their mind so that it really does carry through the year as it's meant to do. you got to yes. you got to remember your theme in order for it to make a difference.
0: Yes, I have to say lighter did kind of flip from my mind this year. But what's interesting is I also had a mantra for COVID, which was closer, stronger, lighter. So yes. it, it was resonating. You built it into your mantra. Very clever.
1: And we've heard from listeners who have interesting twists on the one-word theme, and we hope to hear much more. But Diana explained that because her word for 2021 is savor, she is designing her 21 for 21 list around savoring. So, this is interesting where you use your entire 21 for 21 list around your theme. Yes. So, I thought that was an interesting kind of mashup of the two techniques of thinking through what you want from your year.
0: Yes. And that would also help the word stay um, yes. foremost in your mind. Yeah. And then Colleen said, I know that you have encouraged your listeners to choose a signature color and that you also advocate choosing a word of the year. I have tried to choose a one-word theme of the year, but I have quickly forgotten the word.
1: Which we were just talking about. And I know
0: some people like you and Liz struggle with choosing one signature color. My suggestion is to combine the two and choose a color of the year. For 2020, I chose the color red to remind me to focus on love. Love of self, love of others, and love of life. I had no trouble remembering my color of the year because whenever I was presented with an opportunity to choose a color, smartphone case, board game piece, notebook, etc., I chose red. My family knew it was my year of red too, and they joined in buying me red things as gifts like red flowers and red clothing. I'm still debating which color to choose for 2021. Yellow for happiness, green for nature, or blue for calm. My signature color is and has always been pink. It was so fun to try on a new signature color for a year.
1: Well, this sounds really
0: fun. This is a fantastic idea. This yeah. made me think, Gretch, I could choose orange because monarch butterflies, which are yes. the ones I see all the time, are orange. Yeah. And I do like orange. Yes. So I'm thinking my color for the year should be orange. Although I have this odd draw toward dusty pink this year, so
1: I'm debating
0: whether I want to go with the orange for the butterfly or go with the dusty pink.
1: Interesting. How about you? I'm going to have to ponder that. What color do I think this year would be? It's like Pantone. Well, you know, yes. and Pantone dodged it this year, and they picked two colors, a yes. gray and a yellow instead of just committing to yes. one. So I'm going to think about this. What color goes with open, I guess, like... Light streaming through a door is kind of what I picture. What I like about this idea is that it solves the problem of decision fatigue, which is like, what color phone case should you get or what color bandana should you get or whatever? Because you're like, oh, I have my color of the year and it's fun. But you're not committing to like a lifetime existential decision. So that is really fun. So let us know if you do try this at home and how choosing a one-word theme works for you and what your word is. We love to know. Why did you pick your word and what is your word? Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRibbon.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode at happiercast.com slash 306. And also, as we're talking about going into the new year, I did want to let everybody know that there is a price change for the Happiness Project experience If you're interested in joining a community of people who are doing this type of exercise, the Happiness Project Experience, you might consider joining us for 2021. The last day to get the discounted price is Monday, January 4th, and this is a 12-month-long video course and community that supports you in doing your own year-long happiness project. There's so many benefits and features, I can't list them all here. But one fun thing is that you get to join me on a live monthly video call every month of 2021 and to talk about questions and insights about habits and resolutions. So for more, go to courses.gretchenrubin.com for more details.
0: Coming up, we have a happiness hack inspired by the podcast Side Hustle School. But first, this break.
1: Okay, now it's time for a happiness hack. And this hack needs a little bit of background. Um, We're big fans of the terrific podcast, Side Hustle School, hosted by our good friend, Chris Guillebeau. It's one of the Onward Project podcasts. In his Extended Cuts episodes, he goes deep into particularly hot topics, and in Extended Cut number 12, he talks about the value of conducting your own annual review as a tool to live an intentional life. And I will put a link in the show notes to that Extended Cut, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. And we got a hack related to the annual review.
0: Yes, this comes from Amanda. She said, I listened to your podcast episode 299 when you talked about reviewing how you're doing with the essential seven areas for habits and then looked up at my annual review that I put together last year for myself after Chris Gilbo's suggestion. I thought those seven categories would be great to use for my personal annual review process. I just redid my review this year with the new categories and now feel good about where I'm headed in 2021. So this is interesting. It's like use the
1: essential seven as a way to look back on your year to review. Now, so Chris Gilbo says that the two key questions for the annual review is what went well and what did not go well, with a focus on what we can control. Because there's lots of things, especially this year, of course, where things go wrong that you can't control and that you don't put on the list. But what we can control is our response and our initiative And I thought this was a really good way to sort of focus how you're reviewing, because sometimes it's hard to sort of know how to think about what's happened. And thinking about the Essential 7 is it could be like, again, a good mashup of ideas to help you get that review and that insight from your own experience.
0: Yeah. And Gretchen, if people want to look at the Essential 7, where can they go?
1: Oh, yeah. I will post a link to the Essential 7. I wrote about it in my book, Better Than Before, that's about habits, And just briefly, these are the seven areas where almost all habits that people want to follow fall into one of these seven. It's eat and drink more healthfully, exercise regularly, save, spend, and earn wisely, rest, relax, and enjoy, stop procrastinating and make consistent progress, simplify, clear, and organize, and engage more deeply, whether that's with other people, with God, with nature, with yourself, with the world. And so you can think about how you're doing in all seven as you do your annual review.
0: You know, Gretchen, it's interesting when Chris says things you can control, um, you put on the list. It reminds me, in episode 179 of Happier in Hollywood, we talked to Annie Duke, who's a former professional poker player, about how to make better choices. And one Ah. thing she said that really stuck with me... Is that you can't look at the outcome of a decision to mm. judge whether or not it was a good decision because something could turn out well but have been a bad decision. Right. Something could be a good decision but not turn out well. And I think 2020 there was a lot of that. Like yes. you could have made plans or like cr- you did. Yes. You made like, a lot of plans. I made a plan to go to something is sort of unimportant as a plan to go to Hawaii or as important as like a career choice that could end up, have ended up badly in 2020, like my canceled trip to Hawaii, but still have been a good decision.
1: Yes, because we can't control what happens in the world. Yes, Yeah. Now, I cannot resist because I'm so excited about this. Here's a bonus holiday hack for people. (laughs) It's like extra hack. Okay. So if you're putting away rolls of wrapping paper around this time of year, you'd have the flaps of the paper kind of are hard to control. They fly out and they get all tangled up and they're messy. Okay. But if you use rubber bands, it rips the paper. If you try to use some kind of clip, it dents the paper. So here's the hack. Take an empty toilet paper roll and cut it. So that it full, it just opens up, and then put it around the roll of wrapping paper, and it's like a sleeve that holds the loose paper to the roll. It's that is just,
0: genius. It's so great. I'm so happy. I right? like yes. I I'm like
1: jumping up and down with glee as I'm putting away my wrapping paper rolls.
0: Gretch, that goes with the essential seven of simplify, clear, and organize. <laughs> Sometimes it's the little things, my yes. friends. <laughs>
1: And now we're going to do a section on listener answers. We had a listener question, and here are answers from listeners about how to show love and support to people from far away. And we raised this question in episode 302 from a listener who wanted to show support to her mother who's across the country and receiving chemo and radiation treatments in this particularly challenging year.
0: Yes, and we got such great suggestions. Gretchen, this suggestion comes from Tanya. She says, I have a friend, Friend A, who is in hospice care and is in serious daily pain. Due to COVID-19, she is only allowed very brief visits with her husband. Otherwise, she is alone except for hospice staff. My best friend, Friend B, is very close with this person and was haunted by the thought of our friend spending long, lonely days in pain. I suggested to Friend B that she could offer to read aloud to Friend A over the phone and they could have their own book club. So now, most days, Friend B calls at a set time in the afternoon and reads aloud from a book they have both agreed to, and then they spend a few minutes chatting about the book. There are days when our friend in hospice isn't up to the call, so she declines with no hurt feelings. They are on their third book and both are really enjoying the shared experience. Your listener could do something similar, or perhaps if her children are old enough to read, they could get involved too and read a favorite storybook to grandma over the phone or Zoom. Oh, this is a oh lovely my gosh. idea. Yes.
1: That's a great idea. Karen says, having gone through chemo and cancer treatments myself, I'd suggest sending flowers weekly, arranging for simple meals, and sending cards. Simple meals are so appreciated when you're weak and needing to rest. Even if you can't eat them, your spouse or family can. And weekly flowers or cards are a real boost to know you're not forgotten. Beautiful ideas.
0: Kaylee says, make her a playlist of music you know she would like and send in Spotify or recommend specific podcast episodes you know she would enjoy.
1: Yes. Now, you may have to show the person how to listen to Spotify or how to access podcasts and if a person isn't feeling well sometimes it can feel very overwhelming to learn how to do a new thing but it's a great suggestion also remember years ago now we created the happier 911 playlist where yes. listeners contributed the songs that always made them feel like very happy and upbeat so you can look for the happier 911 playlist in Spotify if that's the kind of mood you're in is for very happy music yes. so that's a great suggestion
0: Yeah, and Leslie has a different kind of perspective. She says, It sounds like the listener feels that she's not doing enough to help her mother and wishes she were there in person so as to do more for her. Has she considered the possibility that she might feel that way even if she were there in person? Indeed, I'm sure many caretakers wish they could do more to take away the burdens being endured by sick family members. But bottom line, you can't take away the cancer. That being said, it's true that there is greater happiness in giving than receiving. Is there something that her mother could do for others that will fill a genuine need and bring genuine appreciation? Maybe she could help the kids with their homework. My mother is also in her 70s, and she has enjoyed organizing old family photos and documenting people and dates and stories behind the photos that were never written down. It's something only she could do. A few times a week, she'd email all the kids a picture she had scanned and a couple of sentences about it. I really appreciate having digital copies of these old photos. Also, not to be underestimated is the value of a good listener. Well, I think this is fascinating because she's pointing out two things. One is
1: no amount of care might feel like enough because you just feel frustrated as a bystander. You want to help in so many ways. You can't take away the experience. And then also this idea that, Find a way for the person to give instead of thinking, how do I give to them? Think, well, is there something they could give to others? Because, as she says, there's enormous satisfaction in that. Yes. So depending on how how well the person is feeling. Yes. I thought that was really interesting, different takes.
0: Yeah, and I like that she said at the end, remember there's great value in a good listener because even if you don't feel well often, you can just sit and listen to someone. So great idea.
1: Joyce says, for supporting a friend dealing with cancer, don't forget the friend's caregiver, her husband in this case, maybe a gift certificate to his favorite hobby shop or a TV sports subscription. That is a great point. Think about the caregivers yes. because that uh, Kate Bowler on um, Everything Happens talks about that a lot. Like that they also are going through a tremendous experience and you want to um, be very aware of everything that they're contributing. Yes. And everything that's demanded of them.
0: Janet says, when my grandmother was turning 80, my family wanted to mark the occasion with a celebration. However, we knew that a party and gifts would make her uncomfortable. I started mulling over things that she did like. It occurred to me that her favorite part of Christmas was getting all the cards from extended family, former neighbors, etc." Whenever I went to visit her in December, she would make me look at all the cards that had come in the mail. That inspired me to mail a flyer, now you could use email, to all of the many, many people my grandmother had known in her 80 years. I told the story of her delight at Christmas and asked them to send a birthday card, no gifts, because that would make her feel uncomfortable. And don't tell that I sent the flyer. (laughs) The week before her 80th birthday, cards started pouring in. Some cards included snapshots. Some cards were handmade by the child in the family. The variety was amazing. People really went out of their way to make the cards special. All were appreciated, and my grandmother was delighted. If this is something that the listener's mother might enjoy, maybe she could solicit thinking of you cards from friends and family. I know that a card in the mail brightens my day.
1: This is a brilliant idea. Yes, The simplicity of it, and yet the effect of it would be tremendous.
0: Yes. And I do think like so much of people's hesitation in sending cards is they don't know the address. So if you include <laughs> yes, in the yes, email yes. the address, yes. yes, that makes a big difference. And, you know, Gretchen, it reminds me, one of our beloved teachers was in hospice. Yes. And people reached out and said, will you email thoughts and memories about her? This is Dr. Judd. Yes. Um, And then I'll read them aloud to her. And so we all did that. And that was great.
1: Yes. I think often also people want to do something and they're thrilled that you have kind of given them a structure and sort of said, yeah, here's the address or here's here's the email to reach out. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Tom said, to support somebody going through a significant event like chemo, we have made paper chains. We cut the number of pieces that corresponded with the days of chemo, radiation, et cetera, and had friends and family write supportive and inspirational messages or quotes on the pieces. The person receiving the chain takes off one per day and reads them. Now, this is an even better twist. We've heard of people doing this to mark the day, yes. like take. but this is fun. We're like, there's something special about the chain. It's the the link itself. And so it, not only are you taking a day off, but you're getting some kind of message or quotation or something kind of like the fortune cookie getting open. I think this is a great way of making it even more kind of um, special. Yes,
0: love that. And then Alicia said, my grandmother is in assisted living in Florida. I live in Minnesota. And earlier in the pandemic, she was struggling with loneliness due to lack of visitors and activities. I found a service called TouchNote, an app, or it's touchnote.com, that's really worked for me. For a small monthly fee, I can send postcards or cards using my own photos or TouchNote's art straight from an app on my phone. It's been a very easy and quick way for me to send regular notes to my grandmother to say hello and send puppy photos to brighten okay. her day. It takes less than five minutes, but I know it means the world to her.
1: Lyndall and Sydney said, I think the update your own family sends to each other would work. The weekly email of what's going on, the day-to-day stuff. I know when I haven't seen my parents in ages, it's often the trips to the shops and running errands with them that makes me feel connected to in our lives. Um, so, Lyndall is mentioning something that we talked about way back in episode two. This is our family tradition of update, which is when we just send these very regular and very boring emails mm-hmm. about what's going on in our lives. And it really does make you feel more connected so that's a great idea yes
0: it does meg said a few months ago i had to go through chemo and because of covid no one could go in with me my children who all live out of state asked my friends and family to make short videos which they then passed on to me the videos might be of a walk showing me the beauties in nature just a conversation of what was happening in their life a video of their pet or a funny video they loved On chemo day, I would receive four or five videos to take in with me while I received my infusion. I never felt alone as I had loving faces with me.
1: Oh, that's that's such a lovely idea. Yeah. And here's practical. Uh, Meredith said, I would suggest sending a succulent from Lula's garden. You can pick out the plants you want, and it is set in a gift box which serves as a planter. They allow you to pick the designer message on the outside of the box. I recently sent one to a friend who is going through a difficult time. I love that it is something beautiful and simple. I also love that you don't have to do a lot to take care of them, and they are long lasting. Unlike flowers, right? So this is like a, the beauty of a plant, but it, it sort of takes Low care of itself. Yes. Yeah, you're succulent central yes. at your house, yes. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And that's Lula's Garden. I'll put a link in the show notes to that site.
0: And finally, Annie said, for your listener who wants to connect with her mom who's far away, I recommend the skylight frame. I got one for each of my parents last year, and my husband got me one for my birthday. It's the best. You can email photos directly to the picture frame. So that's, Gretch. I didn't know this existed, but it sounds amazing. And I have to say,
1: after Annie, several people recommended the skylight frame. So this seems to be something that because of COVID, maybe this is like kind of catching people's fancy, but people do seem to love it. So again, Mm -hmm. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. You just plug in, connect it to the Wi-Fi, create an email address, and you email the photos to the frames email and they show
0: up. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for those amazing suggestions, and you know, keep sending them because you know we love getting them. Yes. Coming up, I give myself a narrowly missed merit. Ooh. First, this (laughs) break. Do you want to set your child up for success?
1: This show is
0: sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career Therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job.
1: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom com slash Gretchen Rubin. Okay, Alyssa, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And it sounds like you had a—you almost had a demerit, but then you narrowly escaped. What did you do? Yes,
0: and I thought it was worth sharing because it comes with a hack. So, you know, it's everything <laughs> yes. rolled into one. Okay, so Christmas just passed, and we were, of course, not doing what we usually do for Christmas, which is being with family, and so I was, like, wanting to make gingerbread cookies, which we always make with mom in Kansas City, Yeah, and I almost did not. I mean, very close to not making these, Mm -hmm. and... That, so that's my narrowly missed demerit. And you know me. You can say it's a miracle that I did not end up with this demerit. Basically. And how
1: did you steer away from the shoals of the uh, <laughs> of the lack of gingerbread?
0: Okay, well, this is where the hack comes in. So mom's gingerbread dough is like made from scratch. It's a whole thing that she does, but it's very yeah, involved. <laughs> we, show up,
1: we show up and it's like in the fridge, yes. <laughs> chilling. Yes, And the cookie cutters are out of storage yes. and like all the frosting stuff is there. There. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I knew I wasn't going to do that, but I found this really easy shortcut, which is I got Pillsbury sugar cookie dough in a roll, right? So pre made sugar cookie dough. And then, and by the way, this is a recipe I found in line. I didn't think of this. Although I did think to look up something like this and found it. <laughs> um, so then I Gold added star. molasses, ginger, spice, cinnamon, all the things that are in gingerbread to make it gingerbread dough instead of sugar cookie dough and put it in the fridge the way mom does, wrapped in the saran wrap. So I just, I really felt like I was baking. But it was very, very easy. And I really wanted to do it because Jack said we only have two traditions, which is decorating the tree and decorating gingerbread houses. So I wanted to add more traditions. Mm. So I'm adding this, which is very doable to our list of traditions. So I'm also giving myself a gold star. Well, I have to say that Adam's
1: superpower is decorating cookies. He's like the (laughs) crazy good at decorating gingerbread cookies. He really is. So that's a great tradition. So this is great. So now you know, if you're not in Kansas City, you can do it yourself, and it's not. So, it doesn't have to be such a huge deal. Yeah.
0: So it can be a tradition every year, and it makes me really feel like a, a mom baking.
1: Well, you know, we both are used to just yes. free riding off of uh, the Kansas City oh uh, situation. Like I never did buy those paper white narcissus. I gave myself a demerit for that. I never did it. It's like Christmas is coming. Gone. I never got the paper white narcissus. So I always appreciated yes. everything when we're staying with our parents, but now I realize even more how much goes into it Yeah, how much I appreciate oh it my gosh. next year. It's a
0: lot. Yeah, It's a lot. Okay,
1: what's your gold star, Gretch? Well, I want to give a gold star to Jamie. Um, and this is something that I have noticed, but I really decided that it deserved a gold star. So Jamie says, I love you all the time, hugs all the time, holds hands like And, you know, and fact is, no surprise, that makes a difference in a happy life. Research shows that people who felt love was shown to them and felt connection more frequently in everyday life had higher levels of psychological well-being, purpose, and optimism, and also felt more interested in connecting with others. I will post a link to that research. And I just really appreciate it because it's sort of not my nature to be like that. And I just have completely gotten swept up into his His way of doing it, our whole family does it. We have like family love sandwich when we all give each other a group hug.
0: I love that. I want to start doing that. Sometimes Jack and Adam and I do a family hug, but not often enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And you have to shout
1: "family love sandwich" as you do it.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) And it's just really nice. And and I, I really, again, I'm not sure I would have cultivated that atmosphere and I realized how much it does add to my daily happiness. So I want to give him a gold star.
0: Yay, Jamie. Mr. Softy.
1: Mr. Softy. and He also loves Um, (laughs) rom-coms. If you want the resources for this week, if you are joining us to hashtag read21and21, which is going to be so fun, I've created a PDF to help you track your progress as you read for 21 minutes every day in 2021. You can check off each day as you go and give yourself a gold star at the end of every month. You can download the PDF at gretchenrubin.com resources. Also, if you are looking forward to the new year and one of the things you want to do is to break a bad habit or build a better habit, check out my best-selling book, Better Than Before. This book identifies the 21 strategies you can use to make or break your habits in the way that's right for you. That is the key thing. How do you figure out what is right for you? You can order your copy at GretchenRubin.com books.
0: So onward to 2021, Gretchen.
1: (laughs) Yes, we're ready. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Choose a one-word theme for the year. Let us know if you tried it and what word you chose.
0: Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I am at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at gretchenrubin.com. And if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend.
1: Word of mouth is how we get most of our listeners. And subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward.
0: Gretch, the funny thing about my word, butterfly, is I really don't even like butterflies. I mean, (laughs) I like them in nature, but I don't like things that are butterflies, you know. Uh, But I feel, I don't know, I just feel, maybe I feel like I need to change or something. Like, I need to be someone who does like butterflies.
1: Ooh, well, they're a symbol of transformation.
0: Yeah, so I guess I need transformation. It's, It's speaking to you. Yes.
1: From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood.